0: Yeah, I would say it got to like 3.30 in the afternoon yesterday when it just became clear to me that the rest of the day would be posting.
1: Yeah, work was over, (laughs) now my work begins on Twitter.
0: Yeah, no, so, I mean, well, how did this thing start? It started because you were being someone with vinegar in her heart. No, Um,
1: no, 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 turns out that tweet was actually from, like, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah,
0: that was when he was mad at 500 queries.
1: Yeah, which I completely missed, because I get a lot of, I I only see direct responses on the 500 queries hashtag, and that one was part of a different thread, so I didn't see it at all. Um but then another literary agent got the the vinegar in her heart. Yeah. Action.
0: That sweet sweet misandric. Is that how you even say it?
1: I don't know. Mis- it's not yeah. a real thing, so why does it need a real word? <laughs>
0: Man, um, but so yeah, no things really things really got going yesterday, huh? Sure we did. had to have a big old internet fight about whether or not there was misandry in publishing. You know, it was a good fight too because like eventually the nazis came in
1: excellent like
0: that's how you know that uh you know everything is good and normal on the social network yeah um that you you get a, a good healthy dose of just true like hateful people coming yeah. in to like tweet about things but it was good we got some jokes off people got mad um it was everything i was looking for frankly yeah. i needed it it, yeah. it felt very it was very cleansing. <laughs> To sit there and post for hours at a time. Yeah, it was nice if- to have
1: a Twitter fight where, like, nothing actually mattered because it wasn't a real fight. Well, yeah, no,
0: that's the thing. Well, earlier in the day, I had been asking for that. I was, like, musing aloud about how what we needed was, like, a good, a good publishing fight. Because we had just been... We we're going to talk about the Pitch Wars thing today, but, like... um Do you know was, what that means? Yeah.
1: You're a witch.
0: <laughs> that is what it means. It's better than... <laughs> It's better than having vinegar in my heart, though, yeah. uh, which you have, as was announced. Um, yeah, and,
1: and my hate has metastasized. Yeah. And um, that's so much better. Like, the vinegar in my heart is so much better than that one time you called me a nasty serpent woman <laughs> because I, like, made you eat cheese or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, it's... Oh, my God. What yeah, a but fun people, day that was. He's still posting as we speak, by the way. And that is, again, like, it's the same thing as ever. Like... As ever with online, people have incredibly amounts of opportunity to just be reasonable and go consider themselves and log Mm -hmm. off and do those things. But that's never what happens. And that's the beauty of it. It's like this Chinese finger trap where people just keep posting. And yesterday, I think think it it really brought us all together. Yeah. I think the publishing world had some steam they needed to blow off. Mm -hmm. And boy, did they ever. He ended up on the news. He got his ass owned so hard that he ended up on the news
1: on the florida yeah like like florida daily
0: or something is like local man gets roasted online
1: (laughs) his his tweet storm did not go as planned
0: um
1: no no it was a lot of fun um
0: (laughs) oh man um so maybe on that note we should say welcome to this episode of print run the show that hates the men (laughs) <laughs> um, my name is Eric Kane. With me, as always, is the vinegar-hearted uh, Laura Zatz herself. Um, say hello, Laura.
1: Hello, everyone. Except
0: to the men. Um, Except
1: to the men. We do not
0: say hello to the men. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but today is what? It's Friday, April 6th? Correct. Um, and we've got it's mostly a serious thing to talk about today. I think we've got kind of an interesting conversation. We're going to talk about the, the Pitch Wars thing, which is a topic that has... Um, Sort of captured the publishing um, conversation right now, and we thought we'd give our take on it. But um, before we get into that and what all that complex fight entails, um, how about the basic rundown, huh?
1: Yeah. So, FYI for all of you, we will be missing our last two regular episodes this month. Eric is going to be flitting off to Europe. Hmm. Um. So we should all shame him. Hopefully, hmm. he doesn't log off on his vacation because I want to just like roast his beautiful like Eiffel Tower pictures.
0: I mean, look, I would love to tell you that I was gonna like just not be on the internet for that time. It's I don't. Lie- I don't think I have that ability. Anymore. No, it's totally. I think a lie. that I'm too permanently logged on. At this anyway.
1: Point. But so we're having this week and next week for regular episodes, but never fear because we will be getting you our special episodes. Um, So we've got queries and first pages coming to you. Instead of writing by reading this month, we are going to do a special synopsis critique.
0: Send us synopses.
1: Yeah. So ideally two pages, double spaced. That's what most agents and editors require nowadays. Don't listen to the people that tell you that it needs to be 10 pages because we won't have time to critique it if you send us a 10-page synopsis. Um, So send them to us at printrunpodcast at gmail.com. So I think it's time to get into it, Eric. Yeah.
0: um, So this thing kind of bubbled up right the other day, and I think the first thing we should do is sort of lay out the situation and where both sides of what I think actually ended up being a really worthwhile and interesting conversation, um, where those sides kind of are and how things um, got to that point. I'm so... Pitch Wars, yep, is... That's
1: it's a it's a competition. Well, mm-hmm. it's billed as, um, and this is directly from their website. Is it another contest? Oh no, it's so much better. <laughs> um, so Pitch Wars has been in place for um, right around a decade. It's been run by an author named Brenda Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, the format is thus unagented authors and unpublished authors submit their manuscripts to like chosen mentors who are typically like published authors or editors. Um, Usually they're authors, though. And if they're lucky, they get selected by that chosen mentor Um, and then they'll work closely with their mentor to to revise their manuscript. And then it kind of all culminates in this like showcase on the blog where agents will go in and they will say, yes, I want to read this book. It'll be like the pitch, and then it'll have the first like couple pages or, or, or the first couple paragraphs of mm. the book. Um, and it, it it's kind of ballooned in recent years. It's gotten a little crazy, you know. Well,
0: it's been a kind of a success, right? It's like been a people success, yeah. People have, have come to look at it as... A a really nice space for. I mean, obviously, you know, the mentorship is part of it, but like, sort of a space for access, right? Like, this they see sort of another avenue, you know, similar to querying, I guess, that you can use as a means of trying to break into the published world, right? Like, getting through the Pitch Wars pipeline is one way authors see as getting towards publication. Yeah, there's
1: been over 300 um, Pitch War mentees and Mm -hmm. agent matches over the past several years. There's been um, you know, like oftentimes, and I've participated in this in this event multiple times. You know, offers of representation within 24 hours. Yeah, and I mean, and, it's a chance for it's yeah. a chance
0: for exposure, right? Like it's yeah. a contest that agents take seriously. It's a contest that writers take seriously, and as a result, it's one of those things where, um, you know, it's sort of in the past has always worked pretty well for both sides. You know, it's a chance for to kind of gather talent in one place and gather agents in one place and get everybody kind of talking. And I think that that's. Um, Obviously, you know, as we kind of kick off a kind of a complex conversation about yeah. what it is and where we ended up, I think that we should make it very clear that um, we think Pitch Wars is great. You it's, know, also, like it's, yeah, yeah.
1: it's also worth mentioning that Brenda Drake essentially invented this format. Like mm-hmm. now, and then Brenda, you might also be familiar with her because she runs the the Twitter online pitch yeah. contest, PitMad, yeah. which anybody can participate in and get in front of agents. Um, but this is... A, you know, this is this is a format that she invented. Mm -hmm. And so everybody else who's been doing contests like this have have very much um, have a lot to thank.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it's a ton of hard work and we're going to get into exactly how much hard work it's been. But I think now, you know, let's get into how like where the argument is. And it basically came up as thus. Um, Pitch Wars decided that they were, you know, going to take their otherwise free contest. I think that's a crucial detail here is Mm -hmm. that this was something you could enter for free, right? Um, They decided that they were going to start charging a $20 entrance fee Mm -hmm. uh, to all writers who wanted to enter the contest and enter into this, um, this pipeline. And that made a lot of people upset, right? Correct. And so I think in, I guess, you know, let's get... Just because, you know, I mean, people, anyone who's been following this knows what's happened by now. After all of this discussion, they've decided to remove the fee, right? right. Like, they re- they ended up reversing <laughs> this decision. So there is no fee. To be clear, in case anyone turns this off, they should at least know where it ended. But um, in between, we had a really, really kind of wide-ranging conversation about... Whether or not it was fair to have the fee, what that fee meant for the writing world, whether or not, you know, what about, you know, Brenda's labor, you know, shouldn't she be paid? All these different things that I think are really, really interesting and important. And so you had kind of two sides of it, right? On the one hand, you had the immediate, well, I guess maybe we should start, the impetus behind the fee, right? Yep. Um, you had, well, yeah.
1: Yeah. So Brenda and her assistant mm-hmm. um, essentially have been tracking their hours really recently and those hours over the course of a year amount to literally a full time yeah. job.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it sounded it was something like I mean, they stated it was almost like 2,000 hours or something yep. Yep. that they put into it. Um, which I, I did, did like, on like a calculator, that's like 48 work weeks. Yeah, you know at I mean? 40 like, hours, yeah. And, and there was, and it's unpaid, and you know, all this organization, and so you can see. Where they're coming from. Yeah. Not right? only
1: is it unpaid though, they're they're paying for, you know, web hosting yeah. and yeah. kind yeah. of all of this other other stuff out of their own pockets. And so, so it's they're in the negative.
0: Yeah. And so the um the impetus is, you know, they felt that they should, you know, receive compensation for this work. And I think, you know, as we'll kinda of get into, we believe in a to a lot of in a lot of ways that they're right to want that.
1: Over the past several years, um, Pitch Wars has had options for people to give to donate mm-hmm. to pitch yep. wars as well as to volunteer and to help yep. um but i think the the idea behind the fee is that they they weren't getting enough yeah from from these donations and so they they wanted to put a fee in place because labor is important it's well, important it, for it to be compensated yeah, yeah i
0: mean whether you know enough or not i think that you know part of you know their stance and i think this is in a lot of ways a really valid point is that they're doing work that is benefiting people, and they should be paid for that. Yeah. Um, so, but that isn't quite how the how the writing world saw it, because um, we get to the other side of the argument now, which is that they announced this fee, and the uproar. It was pretty immediate, right? It was, you know, how can you take this free space that, um, you know, writers have sort of come to as a means for access, especially you know marginalized writers, people who. You know, are having enough trouble breaking into the industry as is. Mm-hmm. Um, how can you start charging, um, twenty dollars for something that, basically, the whole writing world has come to expect for free, right? Yep. Like this was sort of a created communal space in the publishing world that was sudden that suddenly had a price tag for access on it. And and I think that that is kind of where you know the fight, the fight started kicking in. It's like, well, how can they charge for access? You know, it was. Um, you know, and I guess the reason people get mad at a fee like this is because it has the natural effect of winnowing down who can participate, right? Like, that's a very, like, if you start charging for something, less people are going to part- be able to participate than if it's free. I mean, that's a, that's basically That's just right? the way that it works. Yeah, and so the argument then became, and I, th- again, I think that this was entirely valid, too, um, well, the people who aren't, you know, it's going to do the same thing that publishing always does, which is favor the people with money. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's going to favor the people with, um, you know, $20 on hand to throw at a contest they might not even win. You know, they might not even get something truly out of, you know. And
1: for clarification, this contest has ballooned so much in recent years that there are now, you know, multiple thousand entrants. And the chances of getting selected and being able to get that mentorship Mm -hmm. um, is probably around 1% or even a little bit less. Yeah.
0: Um, So you can see. You know, I, I think it got into, um, you know, sort of this space where it felt as though, you know, the, the $20 fee started to get framed as one more gatekeepy thing that was going to have an outsized effect on, you know, poor writers, on marginalized writers, on on people like that. And it was sort of that groundswell of... Um, of opinion and enthusiasm, you know, on that side of the thing that eventually, um, to her credit that Brenda decided to, you know, sort of flip the decision and go back to kind of a donation based system. But, um, I mean, I guess like, what do you, what do you think of that? You know, to start, like, let's just kind of weigh for a second, the two sides of what we've got here, Mm -hmm. because, um, I do think, you know, when I first started hearing about this, like I, I, I think that I landed on the, um on the side of no they should there shouldn't be a fee for this free space i don't think you should have to pay for access right
1: yeah i i you know what my my opinion changed based on how i thought about the event yeah so like even though i'm an agent and i have participated in it um i have a lot of authors who who have been mentors and mentees in pitch wars and i didn't get I, I didn't, like, find them through Pitch Wars. And so kind of as my as my baseline, I look at Pitch Wars as mostly a kind of community mentorship, like, revision thing with, like, right. agents thrown in for fun.
0: So a service. I yeah. Mean that, it's I, kind of, that's, that's kind of where we end up is, like, yeah. is this a service or is it access? Yeah. Right? That's kind of where um, these two things sort of split and because a service you can justify charging for a service you know in a very straightforward way so the question kind of became you know is it is this a service you know is pitch war something that you know offers a service or is it an access pipeline is it a route toward publication and I think like from there we should kind of get into um what you and I feel access is Mm -hmm. in the publishing industry because I think so much of the argument that kind of bubbled up was around that concept and whether or not it should be free and what even it is, um, and all sorts of things like that. So let me ask you this, Laura: When you hear people talking about paying or not for access, or when you hear people bandy about, you know, access and publishing, what is it you think of? Like, what? How? How are you defining that?
1: Um, I mean, like, I just I just think automatically of my slush pile, right? Um, which is entirely free to query. Um, as long as you have access to a computer and internet, mm-hmm. so anybody, people who don't even have either of those things, can send, can send queries to, you know, from their local library. Like mm-hmm. it is very, 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 um, it's it's accessible. You know, in a way that it wasn't when agenting first started, which you know required mail and self-addressed um, return envelopes, and. So I, I think of like those shady agents who charge a reading fee. Yes. Or like charge to, to represent themselves. To book. You,
0: yeah, anything on the front end. And like when you know, we did our episode a ways back about like AAR guidelines and stuff. And so many of those are geared around and justifiably so this idea of access, right? On yep. the fundamental belief in the publishing industry that you that a writer should not have to pay to be considered yeah. as, you know, talent in the industry, right? Like you should be able to query an agent for free. You should be able to, you know, submit to things, um, you know, for free because otherwise it, you know, can have, it can allow, I think first and foremost for all kinds of grifting, right? Like imagine yeah. if you were able to charge a fee every time you requested a manuscript, right? Like it would create... Chaos, you would suddenly be requesting all kinds of manuscripts just for the money, like yep. it would totally warp the system, you know what I mean? Like it would make some, it would fundamentally change what was happening. And mm-hmm. so, when I think of access, you know, I think of it sort of as that way it's like the route into the industry. And I do think it's critical that, um, you know, it remain free and it remain something that, um, anyone. You know that anyone theoretically can tap into because otherwise, you know, it has sort of a self-selecting nature to it, huh?
1: So let's let's pause for a moment on that and kind of apply this idea of access to other ways that people pay to get in front of agents, right? Yeah. So yeah. like the 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 one that comes most um, often to my mind is like paying adi- paying um, a fee in addition to. The like a conference, Mm -hmm. um, a conference fee to sit in front of an agent for 10 minutes. Right. But typically, how those go is, you know, I think they might be in many ways talked about, as in, you know, like you get to pitch an agent. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, that's not about being pitched. Like, I don't go into those meetings expecting to find books that i want to sign i mean like i hope that's you're going happen, to critique but i'm going to critique like 10 minutes it's you know feedback. it's feedback right. it's face-to-face specific feedback on your yeah on your project and if you get a request out of it great but that's kind of like that's not paying for access that's paying for a service from people who like you have free access to in yeah. other ways yeah so i i find that the, the Pitch Wars thing becomes sticky because some of it is access and some of it is critique. Um, well,
0: so that's kind of the next thing that we, yeah. ca- we should talk about is because, like, Pitch Wars, and I don't even know if it started this way or not, but, like, it has, I think, sort of morphed organically through its own growth and its own just identity, especially online. Like, it has morphed into an access point right like mm-hmm. it sort of developed that way regardless of how it was set out like it's
1: well it talks um, about itself that way yeah, i mean it when markets you, itself that way yeah right, like yeah. if you're chosen for pitch wars you can't query right, agents right you know like it's, you have to wait until right. you're done
0: it presents itself so then i, I think that that's cru- uh, crucial and a good point worth emphasizing at the time when you participate it presents itself as a substitute for the querying process at the point like it's this isn't it's a a supposedly more effective alternative um or more like charged you know enthusiastic alternative than the basic query process and um i don't know i mean it's interesting because on the one hand it is separate from what you would call industry standard access like the way this Mm -hmm. industry works is you write a query letter to an agent and then you go from there and that is free and anytime you hear someone say that isn't free you should run for the hills because it's a grift you know what i mean like that's um that's in, you know totally standard and under it's one of the fundamentals fundamental pillars of everything we do and um what happened here it's like you build this you build this thing like you create pitch wars and you make it um, into all sorts of different like you have you know it seems like there's lots of competing identities for it um in mind you know you've got you know the idea is to kind of bring together talent bring together people especially um you know people who maybe are having trouble querying and get them into this system so that you know maybe you can broaden who gets in a little bit and i think pitch wars in a lot of ways has done that Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it gives people that kind of extra support from people who are published, you yeah. know, who do know the the kind of intersection of good writing and commercial writing.
0: And the reason it's and the reason it's appealing, like the reason it's attracting thousands and thousands of people now is that it's, you know, it, it sort of presents as a carrot that, you know, chance to get an agent. Right. Like that chance to get published. Like the I think a huge reason people are interested in this is because they see it as a route in you know but what's complex about it is that that's not all that pitch wars is it's also promising services you know to some regard or at least it's trying to hold both thoughts at once you know it's also saying you know once you're in we're going to do these mentorship things we're going to do this editorial critique for you we're going to help you you know kind of get your pitch in shape we're going to do all these different things and you know, in a lot of ways, those are services. And so you can kind of see now we're kind of riding the line. Now it's a little bit complex. And now, you know, our definition of access sort of changes a little bit. And um,
1: do you see um, a competition and a service being like opposites? Or do you think they can kind of enjoy the same space?
0: I think that they can. I, I think enjoy would be strong. and I, <laughs> no, But you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think that they can coexist But I think that at this volume and in application here, I'm not sure that they totally do. Because the thing with like if I were paying, you know, the prize is the mentorship. Like the service is the prize to the competition, which means that I could pay and get nothing. And I understand that to be the case because it's a competition, right? Like the prize is, you know, that I'm competing for trying to win is the service, right? And so when that's the case, you're not really paying for a service. You're paying for the right you're you're paying for access to the service exactly yeah and so it's it's separate and I think that it's I think that it's tricky
1: and so that's where the key difference is between entering a contest like pitch wars and paying for um 10 minutes in front of an agent Mm -hmm. because you don't have to like bet on whether or not you'll get that like either you sign up and you pay and you have it or you don't um and, it's yeah, certain it's a direct it's, it's purchase certain. yeah exactly it's a direct purchase um and that that's a, a a really key difference so then let's move on to talking specifically about why this fee is problematic in pitch wars we've already spoken about how this fee will limit the talent pool based on who has twenty dollars li- lying around um closing off folks without money is is really like an old publishing problem.
0: It's maybe like the oldest publishing yeah. problem, you know what I mean? Because so much of um so much of the industry can be so exclusionary to people who don't have, you know, front-end means. You know, it's one of those things where like if you just think about like being a modern author, right? Like we're already putting people under the gun like cuz you've got to do all like if you're like a fiction writer, right? Mm-hmm. And you're trying to get published. You've got to spend all this time writing your book Before anyone gives you any money you probably have to invest a ton into making yourself marketable before anyone gives you any money The opportunity
1: cost of the hours that you spend even if you don't spend a dollar on conferences or books or anything
0: It's incredibly high. It's already heavily weighted toward people who have The time and resources to do things like that for free for extensive amounts of time, right? Mm -hmm. And that is something that in practice has limited the industry to you know people with money it prevents people from you know those with three jobs who have to you know make ends meet that way it prevents people who can't you know be who can't be in the big city where they can make that crucial connection to the person who can help them break in like it's one of those things where it's an industry that has so often tacitly and oftentimes untacitly like just directly um, favored people with front-end means before anyone gets any money that I think that. Uh, That's kind of why it touched a nerve, and especially in light of, um, you know, I think our generation's push to kind of make, to kind of open up publishing, right? Like, I would say that one of the defining characteristics of um, book folks who are our age and kind of coming up and doing that kind of thing, you know, making it, you know, increasing representation, whether that's across, you know, gender or race or... Um, Even, you know, income, you know, like, you know, financial. Um, I think that that's something we're all really interested in. And that's why this struck such a nerve with people, Yeah, I think. And
1: and to be clear, um, Brenda saw that and she saw that coming down the pipeline. And so she introduced... Uh, fee vouchers for right for, and it was right. and it wasn't this was not part of like a competition thing yeah. it was anybody would receive a voucher yeah. who asked for one and a lot of people were you know stepping up and and paying mm-hmm. forty dollars mm-hmm. for you know their entry and then for somebody else to get a voucher um, but the problem with that is is that um, asking for help and and being poor in this country is inherently shameful
0: it's so stigmatized right like people are constantly like poor shaming is it's just so baked in to every part of the way this country talks about anything you know and it's um, you saw it you saw it the other day yeah like Anyone, you know, people who were, like, mad at the people who were mad. You know, there was, like, the the backlash crowd who, like, really thought that anyone who was complaining about the fee was being super whiny and stuff. And you heard the same language you hear across anything else. You heard people calling them entitled. You heard them call them whiny. You said, well, hey, you know, if you don't have $20, why are you, like, on the Internet? You know what I mean? Why are you, like on here, you know, wasting your time on this when you've got to go make 20 bucks and it's yeah, like
1: it's only a few wow. coffees. Ex- exa- yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's only a co- it's only a, you know, burrito. It's only all these things like that sort of hint at the idea that most of the, mostly they kind of just feel like if you can't afford it, you just shouldn't be allowed to play. Correct. You know. <laughs> and that is an attitude that needs to be met with stern opposition every time we see it. Like I'm sorry like that is incredibly toxic it's incredibly limiting and it's the sort of thing that will further entrench any of the many problems we talk about when it comes to who gets to write the books and who ends up getting you know published and um, I don't know I I found that bit like of what we saw when all of the book world was talking about this at once Mm -hmm. that was truly the bit that kind of dismayed me a little bit I would say is when people started kind of wondering aloud where it's like, well, if the poor's, you know, really, you know, felt this way, how come they're on here tweeting and not like do, getting it? Just like, man, because I think that they're, you know, and I think what we're going to get to here is that we feel that both sides of this argument have really impassioned people who are trying to make, um, who are trying to make this work for as many people as possible. Yeah. Pitchworth, the Pitchworth folks and Brenda very much included. And it's, man, like that part just really kind of rankled me. Yeah. I don't know.
1: And, you know, I think I think people also got mad because, um, you know, the agents and who who participate and the mentors who help and, you know, edit these manuscripts and go through all the submissions aren't paid either. You know, they're volunteers. A lot of them are giving back because they found their agent or, you know, they got their book deal or they learned something really important or they they value the community Um, and the money. That was earmarked for these twenty dollar entry fees went towards costs. You know, like it was web. presented
0: as a means of covering costs. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Although, you know, and I think, I think in, I think in the way that Brenda and Co talked about it, it kind of hid a little bit how much of those costs are just costs towards their labor, and I think that a lot of people, um, I think, I think representing it in that way gave people the room to be really upset. Like, I think, I think it might've gone over a little bit better if Brenda was like, you guys, I can't do this anymore unless I get some money because I'm, you know, mm-hmm. all, I'm, I'm losing time to write my own books. This is literally a full-time job, yeah. etc." Um, but there is, you know, reason to believe that, that all of that money, you know, if a thousand people entered or 3000 people entered and it's $20 a pop, um, that would be a lot of money on the table that came from writers who may or may not be able to afford it. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, and so it kind of gets it, um, you know, the con- one of the concepts that I saw thrown around that really resonated with me, you know, the other day was this idea of rent-seeking, right? And it's basically, you know, this idea that you're trying to, you know, increase what you've got, you know, the amount of wealth that you get of what currently exists without creating any new wealth, right? And you can sort of see that idea in play here. I mean, it's like, it's basically taking an access point that already exists and Pitch Wars, what's strange about it is Pitch Wars now does already exist, even though they're the ones who created it, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but you're taking an access point and sticking a toll on it, right? Like you're saying now in order to use this thing that you were going to use now, you have to pay me to do yeah. it. The bridge and, has
1: already been right, built. Exactly. You're just standing on it, it with a club wanting right, money.
0: Right, exactly. And so um, it's, to me, I was kind of thinking about that and, you know, rent seeking is bad. Like I think that especially when Um, we're talking about lots of, you know, parties on both sides who don't exactly have a ton of excess cash flowing around, you know what I mean? Like, this is something that hurts. And it just got me thinking that it just feels like such a symptom of the fact that the whole ecosystem is in such dire straits with regard to the value of its own labor. You know what I mean? I mean, it was one of those things where they, you can kind of see the, you know, you can kind of have sympathy on both sides. Like, on the one hand... Um, you know, Brenda said like 2,000 hours a year doing this stuff, like that should absolutely be paid. I mean, that's labor. I mean, you can call it whatever you want, but like that is work that should absolutely be compensated in some way. I mean, you know, creating this thing that everyone has agreed is valuable has value. And the idea that that's expected of her as unpaid, I think, I think is unfair. Yeah. So
1: she was being squeezed.
0: So, so she's being squeezed. Yep. Meanwhile, writers on the other end who, um, You know, also, obviously, you know, as we've talked about, you know, writers aren't exactly flush with cash, like, and especially, you know, for who this would present, this $20 fee would make the contest prohibitive. Um, You know, they don't have any money either. And it just gets at this idea where, like, because no one has any money, people just start trying to extract it from each other. You know, and
1: whoever you have leverage over, exactly. and it's not because you're mean, it's because yeah. you need to you need to do what you need to do well, for so, yourself. Well, so
0: let's yeah, just like yeah. just like game it out for a second. Right. Like you're someone who created this thing and you are in need of getting paid for it. Now, you got two options you can look at. You, you start going and search for the cash. Right. One thing you can do is look up the chain. You can look at, I don't know, publishers or people like that and say, man, you know, maybe they'll pay me. Well, that they're a lot harder to convince to pay you because you don't have any leverage over them right because they're not like they aren't coming to you as a necessary resource or they're not pretending to come to you as a necessary resource but you do have a certain measure of leverage in like this purely kind of you know empathy lacking scenario i'm drawing which is not how this actually is but like if you just think about like parties trying to act purely in terms of their own benefit like you do have leverage over the writers and so if you need cash a really easy way to get it is by ex- pushing on that leverage, right? Saying, hey, this thing you now view as essential, I've decided you now have to pay for it. And because you view it as essential, I think you are going to make the decision to pay me for it. And that extraction just, it ends up hurting the whole community, right? Because it yeah. sows bad blood, it does these things. And like I said, it comes from a place of being in straits, right? Like I don't think... This is a fee that gener- that was sitting around because, you know, Brenda Drake was sitting on this pile of money being like, ha, 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 how can I like get a little bit more out of this? Yeah. Like, that's not at all. She's not at all, is- not at all Scrooge exactly,
1: McDuck, exactly. like diving through his gold. Exactly,
0: yeah. exactly. Like, it's something that just happens when, you know.
1: When the ecosystem is broken.
0: It will, it, And it, even more specifically, it's something that happens when the people above you are extracting you, you know. And I think that that's kind of where I want to take this a little bit because um, I do think that pitch wars you know and the creators of pitch wars are also being extracted i think that they are um you know they're being you know their labor is going unpaid and they should be paid and the question then becomes well they deserve to be paid right we i think we both agree that and the writers shouldn't And the pay writers shouldn't have to pay because
1: this is access is an beca- access issue
0: so someone needs to pay
1: someone needs to in pay
0: in my in my opinion on this and i think our opinion on this is that the people who should pay are the people who actually end up benefiting. And to me, the people who actually end up benefiting in a monetary sense, and we are talking about it in a monetary sense because we're talking about access fees, is the publishers yep. and the agents, right? Because think about what we have here. Like, you've got a basically a created and concentrated talent pipeline, right? Like, this is a contest, which means that at the end of it, you are theoretically left with, you know, the best and the brightest by whatever criteria you use, like. You've got your winners, right? Like the people you've sort of narrowed and selected for. And then what happens at the end? Like a publisher or an agent even, you know, gets to just kind of pluck that person without having done any of the real work of going through that system or cre- even creating that system. Like publishers didn't make pitchforks, you know what I mean? But, but they, they get, get to profit rea- off but of it. But they get to reap the benefit of having an author who went through a system of, um, you know, revising their book, of working with other professionals, of going through this ringer. And at the and at the end, you know, they've got this book that's ready that a publisher can then purchase and pay, what, a 15% royalty on it to the author? Like, the financial benefit eventually ends with the publisher. It's something that, um, you know, they are the ones financially getting the most out of at the end without having to do any of the setup work, without having to do any of those things. And I just look at that and I think, well, they should pay. You know, yeah. they're the ones who in the end get the most out of it. But we never talk about it like that. That's one of the things that I find so strange, I guess, is like this idea that um, all of this is somehow separate from where the actual money is. You know, like this this conversation ended with both sides kind of pointing. It was, it was this back and forth right between the writers and, um, you know, kind of the pitch war folks and, the, you know, the agents and mentors and like we're all staring at each other and pointing at each other.
1: You know, All say, sides are saying, correct,
0: right? Saying, "Hey, you should be the one who has to, you know, do the unpaid work, or you should be the one who has to, you know, pr- front the money." Meanwhile, publishers have just cash lying around to hand to Sean Penn whenever they want. And I know, that, <laughs> and I know, I know that that sounds separate. I know that that sounds like, but it's not. It's like a separate issue. But it honestly, to me, it really isn't. And I think it's worth talking about. You have to be willing to broaden your view of the whole, um, you know, economy in that way. And it's like. Um, You know, publishing only ever cries poor when it doesn't want to pay for the structures and systems that actually end up giving it talent. It wants to take advantage of all of these, like, just free structures that end up producing great writing and books that they would have never found otherwise and all this stuff. And I just find it – I find it a little frustrating. Like, I mean, what – like, what are we even talking about here? Like, we're talking – you know, to run this contest, you'd you need to pay, yeah. Um, you know, you got to keep the website up, you know, you got to pay, you know, for, you know, for readers and stuff, you got to pay some, men- you know, it's not that much money. Yeah, you know, and you would think that And I don't know if they've tried to get sponsors like that to me is like, the answer. Yeah, it's like, go ask the people who end up benefiting from it.
1: I mean, you know, I, I didn't think about it until this conversation. But it's not even just publishers. Like I'm talking about, Agencies, here. yeah, the, because big, when the you, big
0: agencies with a ton of money. Right. They should be, you know, they're the ones who get to pluck clients. At or the end of this. even
1: that don't, because here's the thing: like agents, you know, have you know get anywhere between five and ten thousand queries a year. Mm-hmm. We request maybe you know half a percent to a percent of those even just to look at the the first pages and far as signage I really only sign you know one to three authors a year out of 10,000 that is so much of my time it's so inefficient it's so inefficient and if you give me pitch wars Mm -hmm. where you're giving me you know 40 beautiful manuscripts you know maybe even only if 10 of them fit exactly what I want You know, the chances are of finding something I want to represent in those 10 is so much higher. Like I'm talking, you know, 10s, 10s, 10s of times higher.
0: It's I think that's a great point because it's a whole system. It's basically someone in effect has done that work for you. Yeah. And it's presenting you like if your job, Laura, is to find manuscripts that you want to represent and you're telling me that there is this whole other system over here that
1: makes it easier that makes
0: that the whole point of it is to produce manuscripts that are attractive to agents it seems to me that there's some relationship there like someone should have to have to front that cost like and it's not the talent you know like why are we asking it's like you're asking the production to pay for itself you know what i mean like no one like i just i find that part so strange like it also
1: makes it a little bit easier to sell because pitch wars has now become so big that it's prestigious yeah you know, like yeah. if you're chosen for Pitch Wars and you find your agent through Pitch Wars, that means that you are the best of the mm-hmm. best. Yeah. You know, there's a reason that a lot of these books get offers within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, there's even like a story which like quite honestly mortifies me a little bit, but like of a <laughs> of an agent at a big house flying to like Kansas City to yep. offer representation yep. to somebody. Yep. And, you know, like a lot of editors are watching these feeds. You know, it just kind of like eases the whole process. It truly does.
0: The watch The watching the feeds thing is a great way to put it because <laughs> it's basically, like, all I've got to do. And this is why we like contests, right? Like, I really like, um, you know, whenever we've got, like, a, you know, pit mat or whatever it is, you know, these online aggregators of pitches, mm-hmm. right? I love those. And why do I love them? Because it means I can very easily go through of a quick set of, you know, manuscripts and queries that weren't actually sent to me that I didn't have to go find that I didn't have to do any legwork on and just scroll through and say, "Yeah, you know what? I'll take this one. It's like shopping, you know, what I mean? it's like yeah. online shopping basically. I'll take this one, this one, this one and this one. Yeah, just send those right and over." And then it just
1: shows up and, in your inbox. Right,
0: it's like I didn't do any work finding those. The people who have go through these systems are the ones doing the work and yeah. then it just seems to me that in all of this when we talk about these grassroots things that kind of bubble up from people who are genuinely trying to increase access in the book world who are genuinely trying to make things better how come how come the, no one the how come the money never comes from where the money actually is you know like how come the publishers who will then get online you know and talk about how progressive they are and tout their progressive authors and do these things that make them seem as though they are you know, trying to be at the forefront of whatever movement that's actually being created by people like this—you know, by the ones actually doing the legwork to make things more diverse and representative and inclusive—why um, don't they ever have to pay for that when other people are doing real work to create those systems? And I just think like those are the questions we've got to start asking. You know, because um, to me, I just look at these sides kind of pointing at each other, and I just see—you um, know—the the fee was wrong. You know, and I'm glad that they reversed it and it sounds like they're Mm going to do a donation system and I hope that that works for them. I hope that they're able to, um, you know, accrue the funds to keep running this in the manner that they are envisioning because they deserve to and they are doing a great job with it. But like I I really do see both sides as largely correct here. Like I don't the only thing that was um, wrong was like who to charge. Like they build the wrong person, you know, or they build the wrong party. And um, I don't know. It's like we can point at each other, and it sort of devolved, right? Because we saw, you know, the authors were saying, you know, this feels like we're not being heard. It feels like we're not being, it feels like we're being discounted again. It feels like we're being excluded and closed out. And then on the other side, you had, um you know, kind of the pitch wars side of things, being like, no, 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 we hear you. We want to include you. We want to do these things. We are taking your concerns seriously. We've always wanted to champion writers. And I look at that and I think, yes, both sides are correct. And it's because and. But winning the argument isn't going to do anything because the problem isn't coming from either side. Truly, it's coming from higher up. Yeah, and
1: it's the same thing. You know, like the reason our 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 patron levels are low right now is because patrons sent an email saying, "Hey creators, we want to support you, so we're gonna you know we're gonna add this fee that you were normally being charged for. Mm-hmm. We're gonna add it to your." Um, your patrons, so that you know, for a ten dollar thing instead of a flat ten dollar fee, and we get a cut out of that. It's another access. It's fee. another yeah. It's it's going to end up being eleven dollars yeah. or something, and then we get that extra dollar, so yeah. you get more money, and it's that exact same thing. And the creators rebelled because the creators thought, you know, these people are are gifting us their 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 time and their and their money. And as creators, as people who are receiving, you know, money from these people and 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 have kind of the ears of these people, that's not okay. Yeah. You know, we have to be the ones to eat that cost because we're above them on this system.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's just when we get into a, when you get into a space where... Everyone has no money, (laughs) which in publishing at the level we're talking about and the granular like writers and agents, especially young agents, you know, like us. um, There's just such a dearth of resources, like truly true, like concrete resources that you just start like you can get desperate enough where you just start trying to pull it out of each other. And with well, because you can see, well, this is where I might have the tiniest little bit of leverage. Maybe I can yank it out of here. And at the same time, though, it's like that's not where the money is. Yeah. And we've got to turn toward the money because I really do think that um, the, be- the beneficiary of this, in the end, financially, is the publisher. I think that's incontrovertible. That's who makes the most money off Pitch Wars, right? Yeah. Like if the money created in Pitch Wars comes from books getting published and sold, the publisher makes the vast majority of that money, you know? And I just I, to me, it wouldn't be too much to ask. You know some of these houses to say, hey, if you like the system, especially ones that have bought Pitch Wars books before, you know what I mean. So, like, pay. You know, this was something. (laughs) I'm just thinking of like being in editorial meetings as an editorial assistant back when I was doing that, and like, you would hear like the publisher talk to an executive editor. You know, they'd be like trying to strategize about what to offer on a book, right? Like, they'd Mm -hmm. be trying to figure it out. They'd say, oh you know what throw throw them 40,000 bucks that doesn't we won't even notice that that doesn't even matter we'll just just pay that as an advance and we'll we'll get it and it'll be fine and it'll be like they talked about these sums of money for certain things that were entirely negligible to them in the business model and all this stuff and you're sitting there as an assistant being like well that's more than I make in a year yeah like and what you're saying is that you're willing to throw it away on this book that we don't even like that much We just want it because we want it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we need to fill a spot on a list. We don't even plan to sell it that much. We think that that, you know what I mean? There's just such a strange, and like, you know, every, you know, business person is going to now holler at me and be like, well, you know, it's dapples and oranges. You can't, you know, you know, money means different things in different, different circumstances, but it's like, it doesn't have to entirely, you know, like Mm -hmm. eventually you are making a decision to spend on this and not that. And I think that. I think that some of it should go towards this. I think that um, I think that pitch wars should be subsidized by the people who benefit from it, and that's the publishers themselves.
1: You know, Eric, what I think this means is I think uh Print Run needs to needs to sponsor pitch wars. We gotta
0: put our money where our mouth is a yeah. little bit, you know? Yeah, Because so. we, we just like laid out rationale for how <laughs> I benefit, how you benefit, and you how we I mean? need like, to pay
1: for it. Yeah. Um so You know, we'll obviously just came to that realization after, you know, 45 minutes of talking about this, this very complicated subject. Well, I think
0: it's intellectually honest. It is. It is. So we'll, we're going to figure that out, but we'll, we'll do it. We'll donate um, some of what.
1: I'm looking forward to doing that. I love pitch (laughs) wars. Anyway. um, So pub tip.
0: A pub tip. Today, I think it ties into exactly what we've been talking about all um, episode long, which is um, don't pay for access. Is what i would say Don't in publishing it. there's going to be there's it's an industry that when it starts looking at writers that is just rife with grifts there are grifts all over the place and they're going to say if you just pay this flat fee we're going to let you into this room where you might get to you know or you know if you pay me this fee i'll read your manuscript and you can get published all these things that you know reading fees slush pile fees you know, anything like that just avoid them like the plague and if and if you are i mean honestly like if you're having trouble deciding if something you know you shouldn't pay for or not like send us a note you know what i mean like we we'll, you know we can help you you know if it's clear-cut like we can um my point though is like don't pay to be a part of the pipeline that is fundamentally supposed to be free like sending a query to an agent costs zero dollars and it should always cost zero dollars and as soon as someone says it doesn't that's when you got to look elsewhere
1: Thank you so much for joining on this uh, Pitch Wars episode of Print Run. Um, remember, we will have our special epi- episodes to you this month, but we will be off for the last two weeks. So definitely get your listening in while you can. Um, send us your queries, your first pages, and your synopses to us at PrintRunPodcast at gmail.com. And we will see you for a regular episode on Tuesday.
0: Bye. Bye.